0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. My scripture is taken from Isaiah chapter 59. I'll start to read from verse 16. Isaiah 59 from verse 16. Isaiah 59 from verse 16. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his own arm brought salvation for him and his own righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on his head. He put on the garment of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a clock. According to their deeds, according to accordingly, he will repay. Yeah. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west. And his glory from the east. Or from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit of the Lord. Will lift up a standard. Against him. The redeemer will come to Zion. And to those who turn from transgression to Jacob. Or in Jacob. Says the Lord. As for me. Says the Lord, this is my covenant, the a covenant, with them, my spirit, who is upon you and my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants, says the Lord, from this time and forevermore. Amen. Amen. So that's perpetual victory, perpetual blessings in the name of Jesus. And what makes perpetual? Covenant. Glory be to God in the highest. Um, My emphasis actually will be on verse 19, as it were. Uh, For some time I've been looking at it and uh, really I've been blessed by the grace of God and by His Spirit. I've been tremendously blessed by what I'm discovering there. I'm looking for a solution to a lot of Jesus, and I just began to find them, you know, flowing out from that verse. The 19 verse says, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and from the east, his glory. Glory be to God in the highest. And when the enemy comes and is like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against it. Hallelujah. And it is the spirit of the Lord that will raise a standard against it. Hallelujah. Then, of course, the man will come to Zion and to those who turn from their iniquities to Jacob, I mean in Jacob. Um, then he says, as for me, says the Lord, this is the covenant which I have made with them. My spirit and my word will never depart, which is where we are today. So praise him and give him all the glory. Now, the context is clear. This is eschatological. What I mean by this is he's talking the end times. This prophecy is about the end time. So I understand that because some will say pastor doesn't know that says eschatology so he's just talking about I know. Okay? But some will argue with you that part of it has been fulfilled in the taking away and restoration that we have series of them in history. Oh yes, at the period and things like that. Yes. But you see what I'm looking at particularly here is the character of God, the nature of God, which if I understand then I will my expectations will be sharpened, at least in some areas. Praise the Lord, amen. So if we go within the context, if we go straight to verse one. It says, behold, the lost hand is what? It's not shortened that it cannot save. So what is he saying? God can save, God will save. Today you'll see salvation in the name of Jesus. So his hand is not shortened that it cannot deliver you. That's what he's saying. No, is ear heavy that it cannot hear? So before we begin to conclude that, I mean, I pray, pray, pray. I mean, it's like God is not hearing, and I can't even feel Him. I can't see Him. Hey, God still hears and God still saves. Hallelujah. But verse two says something. But your iniquity has separated you from your God. Hallelujah. And your sins have hidden His face from you, so that He will not hear. So in other words, I mean, a perception of Him not hearing. A perception of him not fast enough to save. It's not so much what he has done. What he has done is that he will always save, Hallelujah. And what the Bible is trying to say is that why don't you check yourself? Why don't you check yourself? It's not from the God side. It's from the earth side. The issue is from the earth side. It's a sin that I've separated you and make it look and hidden His face from you. Okay, that's what sin does, and you want to see a good example of it is what we find in the Garden of Eden. You know where they will have fellowship with God very easily, and until sin got in there, and when sin came, they covered themselves, they fled. That's what sin does. Sin has a way of making all what is yours for possession, making you feel inadequate to possess your possession as it were, and that's why the Scripture will say that on man Zion, there shall be deliverance, because there's always deliverance anyway. And there shall be holiness, and the sons, I mean, and the children of God will possess their possessions. So, what sins does is that it makes you less confident to possess your possession. When he dulls your eyes, you don't even see what you have. He dulls your ears, you don't even hear what he's saying. And so, you now assume that he's the one that's not hearing. No, he's hearing. Even when you're not talking, he's hearing. How much more when you are talking? So, he hears. And that's what sin does to all of us, as it were. Praise the Lord. And now, why is Pastor talking sin among Christians? Oh, I understand we are Christians. I understand we have been saved and delivered from shame and from sin, which is true. What that simply means is that we don't habitually sin anymore. Now, that's not to give excuse that we can sin occasionally. No. It means that sometimes we find ourselves trapped and fall into sin. It's not our nature anymore but there are some that thrive in sin when I say thrive, pseudo thrive the, kind of, the kind of thriving that does not last long the type, the type that in Psalm 37 and Psalm 73 you hear God says do not look, do not envy them man. Don't, don't, don't imitate them no, 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 no. but momentarily it look like they are fine so there are some that just kind of enjoy sin but that's the natural man I'm not saying it to put man down that's natural man that was where we all were so we are not boasting, as it were, after all, it's by grace that we are saved. Come on, Church, Amara, am I saying something here? So we cannot boast against those who are yet to come to know the Lord. The truth is that tomorrow that same man may come to know the Lord and become an apostle that will take the name of the Lord more than any of us had ever taken it around the world. That's God. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is that the natural man is, enjoys sin, in quote, But we don't enjoy sin. But the Bible says sin has pleasure. Oh yes, and that's where it is. That's why it becomes a temptation, as it were. And so when we got caught up in sin, momentarily it looks like it's, it's, it's interesting. But the moment you are through, or the moment even right there, your conscience is going to tell you, Come on, is this all? Is this why you're going to mortgage your eternal life? So you know. So we don't enjoy sin. Our nature rejects it. We were born again. But First John one nine says something. What does he say? First John help me. If we confess our sins, take it from eight. If we say that we have no sin, come on. Come on, church. We are talking of Christians now. Because it was written, this was written to Christians. If we say that we have no sin, we what? Now that's not saying that we are sinners. But if we, sometimes, if we say we don't sometimes sleep, then we are telling lies. We this to ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Verse 9. But if we confess our sins, come on, He's what? And to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Now, a lot of people explain unrighteousness by so many things. One, the effect of the sin which can haunt you for a long time. Even when Jesus, God has forgiven you, it means the guilt still follows you, the condemnation still follows you. He cleanses you from everything. If truly you are repentant and you are confessing your sins to him, if truly you are saying, have mercy on me, Lord. i I'm never do this again. Just have mercy. Help me. Help me not to, oh, no, no, no. I don't like where I've been. I don't know about you, but at certain times that even in your thoughts, the same times that even in, you know, you find yourself in certain places and you say, oh, no, I don't like this. Not because God is holding a cane on your head. Not because you are sleeping with a woman or not because you are killing a man. You just feel there's something, there's a blockage somewhere. There's something I enjoy. There's something he enjoys with me. It's, 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 it's a thick as it were. And I don't like this. It's like a film, like a cloud that is trying to cover the face of your lover. I said, no, I don't like it. I need some clarity here. That's what sin does. And I write to him say, God, just have mercy. Just take a, shh, la, ba, You want that connection again. That's how we feel, am I right? Yeah. And that's why confession is needed with God and his faithful and just will forgive and cleanse so you can stand boldly again. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying because you made the mistake as it were. I'm failing to say you stop being a Christian. No, 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 no. But it disturbs you. It removes your confidence as a child of God. It moves the sonship confidence that you have. And the devil knows he will now load you with all kinds of slaps. You are not strong to respond. Because you know that you, there's a guilt somewhere. But the moment you say, God have mercy, and he's faithful and just boom! The devil will come to you and say, Yes, after all, I say, Hey, shut up. I've settled with God. Boom! Give me the punch out of your way. Hallelujah. The Bible says to resist him. He will flee. So it comes to affect your confidence as a child of God. So why am I going into all this questions? You want to see a pattern here in chapter 59. So I haven't said that in verse 1 and 2. Jump with me to verse 9. The small margin, the subheading from verse 9 down to verse 15, actually, to 16 Verse 15 it says, sin confessed. So these people who their sin has separated them. And people that was why they were in captivity, now began to confess. Hear what they say in verse nine. Therefore, justice is far from us. They are confessing to God. Okay. Therefore, justice is far from us. No does righteousness overtake us. We look, we look for light, but there is darkness. For brightness, but we walk in blackness. We grope in the wall I mean like the blind. And we grope uh, as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as at twilight. We are as dead men in desolate places. We all growl like bears. And most say they were confessing that look no, now we see our folly. See I mean, what we know come down to us before is now dominating us and now oppressing us. They started to confess their sins. And by the time they go to 15, they say, so truth fails. Uh, and he will depart from evil, makes himself a prey. So in other words, evil is so much, so much reigning that even those who don't want to partake in it look like they were the victims. Have you ever found yourself in such, such a place? Come on, those in the business world. I mean, people have a way to do stuff and you are trying to maintain your own sanctity. As it were, but now you become like the fool and then you become the victim, and everybody knocks you and knocks you up, and then of course you get nothing, and then you're like, Pastor, can't I join them? Hey! So, so if you depart from evil, you look like the, you become the victim. That's what he's saying. He said, That's what the situation has turned to. Verse 16. Then the Lord saw it, it dismissed him that there was no justice. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Ah, oh, that's key to me. I circled that. So that means that something will punctuate all these problems. If only one man will sincerely pray and intercede for the people. The effect of having prayer of one righteous man availed much. You see why we should not joke with prayers. So he wondered why there's no intercessor, and because there was no intercessor so that this thing was getting prolonged as it were. Can I say to somebody here today in the name of by the time you are living here, certain things will be terminated forever in your life? In the name of Jesus. He said, Why? Because you have been in his presence. Certain fears will be truncated forever. In the name of Jesus. If I are the one your image, is weak. Therefore, so I wonder why there was no intercessor. So, therefore, he said, Okay, if there's no man, because I like to walk through man, I've given man the authority here on earth, but I can't find a man that will stand on my side. Say, My arm will give me salvation. And that's what he did. Is that what he did with Jesus Christ. He has to send his own soul. Glory be to God in the highest. Therefore, his own arm brought. Salvation for him and his own righteousness he sustain him for he put on a righteous I mean put on righteousness as a breastplate Hallelujah <laughs> describing him now when he's about to save his own Ooh-hoo. dreadful sight helmet of salvation on his head he put on garment of garments of vengeance for clothing Aha. Uh-huh. every time God swings the sword of deliverance the other side is vengeance did you hear me? Every time God comes to deliver his own, his own gets saved. If the enemy does not move back, He cuts him off. I'm telling you about the character of God here. You say, really? Oh, yeah. He's the most merciful and the most loving, but the most terrible to fight. Don't fight him. (laughs) With the same way he will love you and embrace you when he fights you. He said, really? Oh, I mean, Pharaoh thought he was God, and God was laughing. Until finally Pharaoh will now follow the children of Israel into the Red Sea. He said, ah, Pharaoh, now you are overstepping your bounds. I've watched you all these years with all the plagues and all this, the signs you still are propping yourself off. No problem. Now that they have finally left you, and I'm taking them to where I want to meet with my own separately. You are following them, and am following them into the sea. He came right into the midst of the sea. The children of Israel walked on dry land. Pharaoh died in the sea. He swung the sword of deliverance and the vengeance came. Can I say this to you? Don't be afraid. Whatever God has saved you from and delivered you from, the enemy that will not leave you alone, can I say it again? The enemy that he said, I'm covenanted to finish you has finished himself. In the name of Jesus. But that's it. It's a covenant matter. It's a covenant matter. I was clad with zeal as a cloak. So, you know what it means? Quick to work. Ready to move in. I was reading many years ago. When the Lord took me away to the US and I was there for three months and he was talking to me about the ministry, I wasn't a pastor then, and oh, I read that psalm, my whole system started shaking. And the question was, he said, Why? Why are you so fierce? That's my own paraphrase. He said that even at your presence, the roots, the very root, the foundation of the seeds were exposed. The mountains keep like animals. They flew out of your way. Why? He said, because I'm appearing to deliver my own. I've come to set my own free. I've come to deliver. <laughs> 18. According to their deeds, according, accordingly, he will repay. Free to his adversaries. Recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they. Because this will bring his fear and his terror to the surrounding. Say will bring his fear, the fear of his name from the west, and the glow and his glory from the east. So whether you are going from the east to west, everybody will bow in worship. By the time I manifest from my own, everybody will bow in worship. And the interesting thing is that this is towards you. You are his own. Oof, I feel the fire. You are a special one. I'm saying to someone today that stop losing hope. Rekindle your faith in Christ Jesus. He has finished the work in the name of Jesus. you know We're looking at, we're looking at his character. He says, when the enemy, why will my fee, the fear of his name be from the west and his glory all the way to the east? See, because when the devil comes in like a flood, he will raise the standard. So I was asked what the theme, what the topic of this message will be, I said, the standard of God. Glory be to God in the highest. God is always in the habit of raising his standard for his own. And that's what I've been meditating on for a while, that man, this God is too much. A lot of times, you see, you are, you are caught up in so many things. But God is always ready to raise his standard. He's a very merciful and loving God. He defends his own. He's a loyal friend. He's a covenant-keeping God. You can fail, he never fails. No, he never fears. What he says he will do, he will do. And oh, but he would like you to understand that he's doing what he says he will do. And that's where faith comes in. Know that in spite of you, God will do what he says he will do. It will be good for you to know in spite of you so that you can actualize the blessings of God. And I see his blessings over somebody's life here today. Amen. Let me say it again in the name of Jesus. This is a turnaround time for somebody. Amen. Even if it's for nobody, it is for you. In the name of Jesus, Ah, you know that that's why you came to church today. Ah. No, but it's true. Jesus is more real than we have been making him. Is somebody understanding the language I'm speaking? So he says he raises his standard. I was looking at it yesterday, and different versions were saying certain things. If you look at NIV, it's slightly different from the way it reads. From the West, people will fear the name of the Lord, and from the rising of the sun, revere his glory. For he will come like a pent-up flood. He will come that the breath of the Lord drives along. Some say, driven with fierce wind of the Lord. Now it's not a sin of the devil here. He said, God will come like a pent-up. So, so who really is flood-like? Because the other one say when well, the enemy comes like a flood, someone say that you come like a point of flood, daughter of God. So who is flood? So I Google. I said, what's the original translation? And the first entry says this is a very difficult translation. It's a difficult verse to interpret. That people like this, but some people argue so well, and I see the argument. Say, show me scriptures that describe the movement of the devil as fraud in the Bible. Discuss. Let me find one. It said the Greek doesn't have like English. So go back and read. So you can put a partition mark anywhere you want. And this may be a partition error somewhere. But again, well, maybe that was the way they saw it. So, but what if I interpreted it this way? Uh-huh. When the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises a standard. Which I think is the more appropriate of the two. Because if it's the Spirit of God, he flows. On the day of Pentecost, like a rushing mighty overtook everywhere. So, like a fraud, he will raise a standard. He will raise a standard. Oh, that's what he did at the Red Sea. He raised a standard. Oh, oh, that's what he did at Jordan. He raised a standard. That's what he did at the gates of Samaria. Tomorrow, food will be. I uh, say, uh, uh, Even if. Uh, uh, that tomorrow, orchestrating the steps of three lepers. Woo! Food overflowed the land. God knows how to raise a standard. As a matter of fact, everywhere God has manifested to deliver man, he's always raised a standard. And it always comes in like a flaw. John 10.10, 10. it is the devil, it is the thief rather, that comes to steal the devil, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come that you will have what? How? More! Shabala baba, More! Abundantly! Fraud! So no matter how potent the attack of the devil may be against you and your life today, there is coming an overwhelming victory in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about the nature of God. Because why you know that you will believe appropriately There's no comparison So when you get to the end of the road You look beyond the terminator To the creator They are not the same One is superior Woo, I feel the fire hey. Oof. Then the terminator will have to bow to the creator. No wonder from the west to the east, there will be no spirit in anyone. They will see his glory. Because of you. Glory be to God in the highest. <laughs> then there are certain things that I just see. You can go all the way. Whether it's in the feeding of 5,000. Whether it's in the raising of Jairus' daughter. Whether it's in the healing of the woman with your blood. You always see the woman with your blood. She came with fear and trembling. So fear. So when God does it, there's a kind of fear. It's not tormenting fear. It's fear. Of Respect and yea. As I read in the Psalms, it said, Let's come with, with, with thanksgiving, fearfully, and with praising, trembling. Uh, when praising, when you are praising God in a trembling. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but if, if in your praise you really connect with Him, you will tremble. When you see Him, you will doff your heart. Ooh. When you see Him, you will bow in worship. And so the fear of God and the glory of God and always had the deliverance of his own. So God would not even make such move on earth but for the deliverance of his own. God is not a show off. He always has a reason to manifest. <laughs> so that creatures will know that he holds the sovereignty. And usually it's for his own. The deliverance of his own. that so I now look at it and say, this is interesting. How, what did they do to bring it about? They came to the place where the their falls and they turned to him, he came down. The their faults, they turned to him, he came down. That's one. Then I read, In the book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 31. 9, 31. Thank you. Then the churches throughout all, Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified and were walking. Help me. Oh, I feel the fire now. And in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. And I realize that every time you see the comfort of the Holy Spirit, you see the fear of God. Every, every time you see the move of the Holy Spirit, you see the fear of God. I see it. I see the pattern. Aha. Uh-huh. But what caught my attention here is this, see, they turned to God, they repented, they turned to him, he came down, and this fear was established. His fear signified their deliverance, and people would have, man, may God can turn this situation around? And that's why anytime there's a miracle, say, and the people feared, and the people worshiped, and they they stood in awe, it's your turn. In the name of Jesus, the world will stand at attention, because it's your turn. But where I'm going is this. Can you see the church walking in the fear of God? So that means that you can create, you can provoke the situation all the time. Walking in the fear of God. You can walk in such a way that the fear of God is permanently established. And what happened because you're walking in the fear of the, of, God, of the Lord and the comfort of the Lord? They were multiplied. There's multiplication coming for somebody. <laughs> uh, oh, I think they're, they're more Oh No, the world thought that you are at the end. <laughs> And that it is finished with you. But there's a turnaround. Amen. You know what he said to me? He said, If if it had been told the widow of Zarephath that the cruise of would never run out, she'd be wondering how. How? But that was an intervention. It was. It was an intervention. And what stops him from doing it today? Uh huh. He still does it. Hello? It's a walking in the comfort of the Holy Spirit and in the fear of the Lord. We bring about multiplication. I'm addressing somebody's multiplication now. Yeah. You have witnessed stagnation for some months, years now, but now is your multiplication. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, is your multiplication. I say it's your multiplication. Yeah. Because what you are saying is that I have no other person to do it for me but you. But you. And he's instructing you and giving you wisdom. And when he comes with wisdom, he comes with favor. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Walking in the comfort of the Holy Spirit and in the fear of God. He said, and the church multiplied. Now, if you look at Hebrews chapter 12, I think 28. Hebrews 12. Yeah. Since we are receiving the kingdom, because it said, it said one more time there will be a shaking. God said it will shake the heaven and the earth, and everything that is shakable will be shaken. Everything that is not, that is not solid will be removed. <laughs> said, but therefore, since we, 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 say, tell your neighbor, say we. we. Since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. That's why whatever God does is permanent. That's why we cannot emulate the unbelievers. They should be emulating us. Anyway, let us say, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have what? Can I hear you shout it again? Let, let me shout again. Grace. Why do we need grace? By which we may what? Serve God. How? Acceptably. With what? Reverence and so, really, if you are walking in the grace of God, you will walk in the fear of the Lord. Really, if it is grace of God, you will have the fear of God. The fear of God is not tormenting fear, it's reverence for his majesty. It is respect for his person. It is obeying him. He says, if you love me indeed, my commandment you will keep. And one thing I realize that what is lacking like the church today is reverence. People don't reverence God anymore. God is our errand man. We use him. But he's to be worshipped. You will see healing. You see deliverance. You see where God is honored. Have you forgotten? Father, I thank you. Food multiplied. Though. Father, I thank you. The dead rose. He he must be honored. He's beyond just bless me, keep me, let me go. No, no, no. Come on. Come in and worship. And time to cause with praises. His presence with thanksgiving. Let him be God that he is. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. Right? But remember, if you are asked, can you just put your finger on the turnaround in the life of Daniel? What will you say? Where did the turnaround begin? Where did it begin? Daniel. Okay, when he started to pray. Yes, I agree. But something happened. Remember when they no, remember when they called him to come and eat, all of them to come and eat? He said, I won't, I won't defy myself. That was all he said. And that was the beginning of the turnaround. From that moment, he stood out. You see what the fear of God does. You see. You see, there's a place. There's still a place for reverence for God, which we should never forget. From that moment, he stood out. Now, I'm not saying that you should be sin conscious. No, 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 no. I just say reverence God. That's all. What about Joseph? You could see where the turnaround happened. God delivered this, God delivered this, God delivered this. But somewhere okay, when Potiphar's wife appeared, a dashing young man at that age, very curious, very adventurous. And the woman set him up so much and uh-uh, beauty contest. What uh-uh. one of, one of the model at the time married the richest and the most influential man under Pharaoh. And true herself at him. The guy said, Ha! Everything in me would like to consume you, man. But wait a minute, God. And your husband that trusts me, no. Everything turned around. The woman said, yes, prison. Uh, Koburu. Palace was knocking the door. One day, her 7 husband will come before Joseph. Food, can you imagine? What seeks to oppress you today? Demanding a compromise? When you refuse, it's coming to bow at your feet. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> father, we give you honor. Father, we worship you. Father, we adore you. Your God will never fail you. He's the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. is the most high. He's the most merciful. is the most gracious. is the most loving. is the most caring. Get ready to manifest our usual grace this week in the name of Jesus after he says enter into his rest come on (laughs) all you will labor and heavy laden (laughs) say come on to me and i will give you what rest i see celebration in the name of the lord jesus christ i see an unusual glory of god on your life that means that you'll be doing your thing in a natural manner people will be worshiping god and be thanking god for your life People, on account of you and what you do, people will turn around and I say, God, I give you a prayer. Ay. Wow, I feel the fire. How Some will look at you and I say, "Ah, God. I say, God, ah. You mean you could do this? And for you, it will be normal life. You and your husband are just walking, somebody is saying, God, ah. So a marriage can be like this. Some will see your children running to say, "Ah, God! Oh my goodness!" They will always turn back to God to give Him glory. I say that concerning in the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Deboye, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road, by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Lukudu Lagos visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.